This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast where I'm talking to Marie Carter-Rob all about what journalists want when it comes to pet businesses. So Marie is the editor of Pets Magazine and she has been a journalist. She's worked in PR. She's done all kinds of different things as well as having her own pet magazine. And we're talking about the kind of things that are of interest to journalists, what she likes in her magazine, and also how pet business owners can go around pitching to journalists on what they want. This is the kind of content I usually only have inside of my membership community um, and my coaching program. But as we're going through the publicity challenge this week, I wanted to give you a little bit of an insight of the kind of information that you do get inside and the real life experience of chatting to a journalist through this chat with Marie. Now, I also recorded this podcast in real life. So I met up with Marie and we went for a walk with her lovely dogs. Um, It does mean that the sound quality isn't as good as it would be normally because we were out and about. We've got gates clanging there's all kinds of things that you'll hear on this episode so I do apologize about the sound quality I know that the content in there is going to be really useful for you so if you can just bear with us on the sound quality um, and do listen in because there's some really great information there um, from Marie so I do hope you found it helpful and now on to the main part of the show Today on the podcast, I'm doing something slightly different, which I've never done before. I'm doing a real-life, in-person podcast with Marie. So thank you so much, Marie, for joining me. Can it's an absolute us? pleasure. Um, well, my name's um, Marie Carter-Rob. Um, I'm editor and publisher of Pets magazine. Um, and this is Rufus. And he uh, you might hear him in the background <laughs> making noises and things. We're out for a walk with Rufus, who is a four-year-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And he likes his walks, um, being a four-year-old. And um, yeah, it's, it should be fun. This is the first time I've done something like this before myself. Well, thank you so much for, um, for joining me. It's also the first time I've done a real life um, podcast with somebody and um, I launched the podcast back in March 2020 which was obviously in lockdown so actually being able to go out and see somebody is just wonderful so we're out at the moment we're walking in the countryside in a lovely little village where Marie's has a gorgeous cottage and we're going to be talking all about her magazine and also what editors look for when um, you know when pet business owners are pitching to them what kind of things are going to be interesting so Marie can you tell me a little bit about your background first of all yes of course um, well I um, have a background in journalism I'm a trained journalist and have worked for um, publications um, across the UK sorry we're just going through a gate <laughs> at the moment it might be a bit tweaky um, and um, uh, including um, the Independent the Guardian um, the um, uh, regionally, the, the, the Northampton Chronicle, um, um, Image Magazine, um, bit for um, national women's magazines like Bella and Best. Um, so I have a background in journalism, and um, I, um, yonks ago, I started up my own business um, way back in 2005. And it was um, journalism, so features writing and PR. And it was PR for the um, 
partly for the pet sector, but then it widened to, to PR generally. And one of my main clients was the Society of Practicing Veterinary Surgeons. And um, yeah, got into to writing lots of articles for them, um, very, very much focus on vets and pets and um, our relationship to um, pets and their health. And it was, it was fascinating. Um, so I did PR for them for several years, um, as well as other clients, and gradually shifted focus and got back into journalism. And I set up Pets magazine in 2014-15, and um, it was a lifestyle magazine for um, pet owners and um, their pets were well, obviously for pets to read the magazine yeah. but um, it was um, so things like um, um, high-end um, and general pet products um, getaways for um, people with pets and also features um, and including um, pet horoscopes with Russell Grant. Um, so there's lots and lots of different things. And we had regular, have regular columnists um, and specialists um, writing for the magazine. So yeah, it's, it's gone from strength to strength. Um, started off just as a passion, yeah. but now have um, advertising. Wow, okay. So, um, so tell me about how you went about um, setting up a magazine. Was that quite challenging? How did you find it? I know obviously as a writer, you, when um, we've got a similar background, we, go, we write our stories and we might get our pictures together, but putting together a magazine is, is something else, isn't it? So how was that? How did you find it? Um, well, I love the, the, the creative process behind it. Um, so it was about finding um, someone initially to design um, the magazine and do logos and also do a website so that was the that was the challenge finding the right people yeah. always is um but i eventually found the right people and um went ahead designing it um but um i think my contacts that i'd gained through the pr side were invaluable in um getting decent contact content and also finding out um, which sort of um, sources, so journalist um, source books um, online, um, like um, uh, Gorkana media requests, that sort of thing, um, response source, um, signed up for those. And, you know, just, just gradually through my own PR, I guess, got Pets Magazine out there. Yeah. And now I'm regularly called on to speak about um, pet issues, um, anything from um, pet tech yeah. to um, pet uh, sort of lockdown puppies um, um, by anything from, I've been on the BBC uh, radio to um, Simon Mayo's show, BBC World Service. Um, written in the Guardian, regular features in the Independent, and yeah, I've um, been approached to do a, a, a TV, to contribute to a TV show in in the States, wow. um, 
which hopefully will come off um, in the next few months. Oh, that's so exciting. So, not only, so you've been a journalist, or you're still a journalist, yeah. you've been a PR, you've been a publisher, or you are a publisher, um, and you are, you're also kind of PRing yourself as well to get your, Absolutely. Get, get your own product yeah. and your, your, yourself out there. So, so much um, knowledge and experience. It's really, really great to chat to you. So when people when people um, approach you to be sorry this is going to be so funny we've never <laughs> I want to paint a little bit of a picture so Marie and I are walking through a lovely field we've just gone through a gate and um, I we've both got microphones on and we have it them plugged into my mobile phone so we're literally attached to each other as we're doing this and it's quite amusing yeah um, and I probably just forgot the question that I was going to ask so in fact that was it so when you um when when pet brands approach you or when you're kind of mapping out, planning out your magazine, what kind of things, what kind of things are you looking for? What kind of, and what kind of stories do you kind of have um, people approach you with? What, what kind of things do you look for? Um, so it's a vast array of, of things really, um, sort of signed up um, for press releases with um, Dogs Trust, PDSA, um, Blue Cross, all sorts of charities um, and also through um, the journalist um, response databases. Um, so get lots of um, sort of review requests, um, sort of pet product people um, pitching me. Um, so I think you'll get probably get, well, several hundred emails a week. Yeah. And it is sort of sifting through those. I do um, sit down every day and spend some time going through the emails just in case, you know, I miss anything when they drop in. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just a case of um, focusing, because obviously in, in emails, the, 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 the key thing you see is the subject matter. Yeah. So if it's an interesting headline, um, that grabs attention, um, that is the key thing um, you're looking for. So it could be um, something like um, uh, a dog has 16 puppies um, at um, a Blue Cross centre. Mm -hmm. So, um, for instance, um, you know, um, record-breaking um, number of puppies. Um, so things you're looking out for are um, exciting headlines, so record-breaking, <laughs> miracle, even if it's not a miracle, um, groundbreaking, revolutionary, um, or a statistic, um, something has increased by, if you do a survey, mm -hmm. something has increased by 80%, um, 80% increase in... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it might be um, an 80% increase in separation anxiety in, in dogs um, because of um, people going back to work after the lockdowns. So um, anything that's um, got statistics in, um, a strong headline, um, that's eye-catching. Mm -hmm. And pictures as well. Yeah. Pictures speak a thousand words, as they say. And um, there's a strong picture um, with 
no, that's preferably professionally taken, or you you focus on that. If if you you don't have the budget to have it professionally taken, um, if you focus on the subject, um, maybe get a, a prop or two, mm-hmm. um, get a dog or a pet in another pet in with um, the subject, or just have the um, close up of the pet. Yeah. Um, with whatever, say it's a pet product, you can have the product in the shot. Mm-hmm. Not too much branding, um, because I would always include a link to the product um, in, in any article or a review. If it's a pet product, I would ask for a review. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's um, we've got a review section um, where my three cavaliers <laughs> review the products sorry we're just navigating some mud (laughs) at the moment (laughs) um but yeah so that's a few ideas okay and tell us i know we're here obviously with rufus but can you tell tell me about your other dogs as well yes of course um so i've got um a 13 year old um another cavalier called sophie and i've had her since she was um eight weeks old so a puppy and um, Sophie's amazing because um, Vet said she wouldn't live to see her 10th birthday. She's now 13 um, because she, um, like a lot of Cavaliers, has mitral valve disease, mm-hmm. um, which is a common heart disease affecting Cavaliers. Yeah. Um, she is on medication. Um, I took her to a cardiologist and um, she's, she's doing really, really well. Um, it's stable. Um, and she's, she's, you know, she's doing really, really well for 13 and a half, bless her. Um, then I've got Nell, who's um, got a bit of a tragic background. Um, she was spent 10 years on an Irish puppy farm being used and abused for profit. So she's had multiple puppies. Um, and it's very, very sad. I adopted her from Dogs Trust um, back in August 2016. So she's 15 now. Um, and the cutest thing, which <laughs> sort of screams at me that it was meant to be um, the adoption, because she um, shares my birthday, which is May the 1st. Oh. And that was her given birthday, May the 1st. They, Dogs Trust didn't know anything about me. Um, they just gave me her birthday as May the 1st. Um, so, so I imagine you knew she was for you then? When you absolutely, yeah. Uh, she likes nothing more than um, a cuddle. She lifts your arm up for a cuddle. Um, but she could, when we first got her, she could barely walk along the road, for a few yards along the road without um, panting, getting out of breath. Because um, she'd never been walked before, yeah. um, and she her muscles were very underdeveloped in her back legs, um, and um, yeah, it's just heartbreaking what um, what they put them through. Yeah. Um, it's just should be outlawed everywhere. Um, thankfully, it is in England now, um, thanks to Lucy's law. Yeah. But um, yeah, very distressing. So. I always tear up a little bit no, when I'm talking about it. 
Well, um, I'm just going to say um, to anyone listening, if, if you're listening, you're thinking about Nell and such a heartwarm, heart, heartbreaking, heartwarming story because she's had five years, she's had a terrible start in life, but obviously five years of lots of love and happiness which, with Marie, which is incredible. Um, but Nell looks, she looks, I was lucky enough able to go and see Marie ahead of walking around doing this interview, and Nell looks absolutely fantastic for a 15 year old dog. Um, she's in such good condition and seems like such a happy girl as well. So it's a lovely, um, you know, lovely end to the story when she's obviously had such a terrible time. So I wanted to ask you, you just talked about puppy farming there. I imagine there's lots of, when you've got your own platform, as you have with, with PetsMag, it's great to be able to get behind issues that you feel so strongly about, isn't it? So it's a, there's obviously puppy farming, are there other things that, you, that you're kind of really behind with the magazine? Um, yeah, I uh, feel absolutely strongly, very, very strongly about animal welfare and um, I um, support um, charities like Bliss Cavalier Rescue, which is a fantastic rehoming um, charity for cavaliers um, because they are a popular dog and they do um, get used and abused and bred for breeding, um, which is heartbreaking. So, um, yeah, support, like to support charities like that. Um, but there's so much um, hor hor horrific things going on in the world um, that it, it, it does make me cry. Yeah. I try to raise, raise awareness when I can, particularly through articles. And, you know, you've got th hor horrible, horrific things like the Yulin dog meat festival in, in China still going on disgracefully. Um, I think that's going on around now. It was just yeah. happened where thousands of dogs are slaughtered um, for so-called cultural reasons. And it makes me so mad and upset. Um, and China, for its many abuses, um, should be sanctioned. But there you go. That's I'm not in charge of a government. And it's very, very difficult because yeah. China is a bit of a um, a linchpin, sadly, in the world order now. But one of the things that you can do, I think, as a publisher and as a journalist as well, but more so as a publisher, is, is tell things in the way you want to tell them, can't you? I know when um, I used to freelance and you'd, and you'd be the same when you filed to a magazine or a newspaper, often you'd have a story and you'd have so much that you wanted to say and it would be someone who'd done something really remarkable to help animals, but you could only have like 300, 400, 500 words and it would nowhere near capture what they'd done, would it? Whereas when you have, yeah. I've, I mean, I've got a pet blog, which is, it's, it's not, it can't be compared to an actual magazine, but I can, you can give people a voice, can't you? And I think that's really, really, well, it just, you can do a lot. Like, I know you will have done similar things with, with the magazine, but, you know, I've helped to raise money for animals' operations mm -hmm. and support small rescues, and it's brilliant to be able mm -hmm. to do that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the key thing is about raising awareness. Yeah. yeah. So inside of the magazine, are there any regular slots that you have, every issue that, um, that you think people um, might find, find yeah, helpful to Yeah, try, try to have um, slots like the product review section yeah. in almost every issue. Um, and um, we have had, um, looking for another sponsor for them at the moment, the um, Russell Grant Pet Horoscopes. Okay. Um, because we obviously have to pay for those, so we look for a sponsor. 
So um, that is currently look, looking for a sponsor. Um, and also um, lots of different columnists. So we have um, a sort of resident cat expert. Um, we have someone who writes on fish, um, someone who writes on birds. So I get accused of being a little bit um, dog focused, yeah. which I think is a natural inclination because I have have dogs and um, haven't actually had, had owned a cat. I love cats, but I haven't actually owned one. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I'd like to make it a bit more um, other pet focused um, going forward as yeah. well. Um, but it just just tends to be a lot of the content is, is dog focused. Um, so yeah. that's how it is at the moment. Uh, well, I, I think we'll probably be on quite a lot of similar media lists uh, when we're talking about press releases and that kind of thing. And it is, it is mostly dogs, isn't it? I have it is, yeah. I sorry. worry about, sorry. About we're just going through them. some complicated gates at I'm the going, moment. Um, I worry about people with other animals. I do have a few cat, I've got a few cat people in my world. Um, some really, a really, um, some really great people who have cat related businesses. But, um, mm -hmm. It is mostly dogs, isn't it? So that's it um, is. I've got high experience as well. So would you be, um, would you be, do you ever kind of, sorry, again, we're just navigating yeah. some gates, as Marie said earlier. Um, we're actually going to take a little bit of a different okay. route because it sounds quite noisy over there. Um, so we'll go, we'll go through this way. It's slightly shorter, but okay. quieter, I think. So when it comes Come to um, pets, when it comes to experts such as behaviourists or dog trainers or cat groomers or mm -hmm. um, you know, pet professionals, is there, a, is there any particular way you would like to work with them or any suggestions that you might have for how they could um, go about being creating something helpful for your magazine? Um, tips um, are always really helpful. Um, so if you have any um, sort of tips on um, how, you know maybe how to groom your cat yeah. how to make how to um get the best um um sort of um house layout maybe for your for your pet okay. um or um dog, uh, quite an interesting one came through the other day um dog friendly um plants yeah. because a lot of people don't know that certain plants um flowers particularly are um really bad for dogs and cats and they can cause um, toxicity yeah um, so for instance if you're a florist you can maybe um, do that um, and that's really really helpful um, uh, recipes for dogs cats mm -hmm. um, people like to make their own um, pet biscuits and things um, and yeah, you could you could give away a free free recipe, for instance, if you make your own um, and sell your own, and that could be a hook to um, put a link in yeah. um, to your own website. Fantastic! No, some great ideas there, and it's good to have. Well, it's, be creative as well, isn't it? Um, you know, I we we will both have the same press releases that come in. That are always, you know, some things are really predictable, aren't they? And just thinking outside the box a little bit can be really helpful, can't it? It can, yes. So, so tell me about the strangest product that you've reviewed. Oh, goodness, there have been so All many. Um, gosh. Um, hmm. I think the most interesting um, have been um, 
the pet tech gadgets. Yeah. So um, things like the Furbo, okay. which is interactive. You download an app and you can dispense, well, speak to your dog um, uh, when you're at the office, for instance, or otherwise out and dispense treats to your dog <laughs> Amazing. when they're yeah when they're not there so i think that is the most fun thing um and things like automatic um ball dispensers as well yeah. so if you've got a dog that's sorry it's, it's all dogs at the moment <laughs> but if you've got a dog that um likes to chase balls and you don't want to be standing in the garden for an hour throwing balls. Um, this thing just, um, you load lots of balls and it dispenses the balls and the dog goes after the balls. <laughs> and yeah, so it's, it's great for breeds like Springer Spaniels. Well, there's all kinds of fascinating things that people are creating, isn't there out there? There are, yes. It's really innovative and yeah. exciting at the moment. Really exciting. And the pet population growing as well massively. Absolutely, it's, yeah. Um, you know, it's, well, it's a great time to have a pet business, I think. Well, it's a sad time as well because um, the, the, the sad fact is that um, a lot of people have got these pets during lockdown, particularly dogs, thinking, oh, great, I'm on furlough now, I'm going to be around the house, I can fulfil my dream of getting a dog, which is all well and good if it's not purely for sort of selfish reasons. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, sadly, a minority, but a growing minority, looking at the abandonment statistics, have been getting a dog and it's not fitted into their lifestyle, particularly as people are going back to work and the rescue centres are being inundated um, with abandoned dogs. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's absolutely shocking. Um, but, um, yeah, so there's a real scourge of the so-called pandemic pup yeah. um, that's been abandoned and or is being cooped up at home all day yeah. while people are starting to go back to the offices mm -hmm. which i don't support either because you i'd say a rule of thumb you cannot leave a dog in for more than four and a half hours yeah. tops um so if you can't do that or you don't have someone to come in um, to look, check on the dog, take it out for a short walk, take him or her rather, I hate the word it, but um, take them out for a short walk, um, feed them, um, then I'd, I'd look again at mm -hmm. uh, getting a dog in the first place. It's, um, it's, again, we see the same thing every before pre-lockdown, because we never anticipated that mm. lockdown would happen, did we? But um, no. we would see the same thing every Christmas and every end of summer holidays. Yeah, everywhere. yeah, you're right. Just get in touch and say, mm -hmm. there's been a peak in dogs being mm -hmm. abandoned. And I remember having a press release from Dogs Trust saying that people get them to entertain the kids in the holidays, which I'm just staggered. <laughs> I don't have children myself, but it just makes me amazing. It? I've just a dog is not just for Christmas; it's for life. Um, it really is, and. They are um, increasingly members of the family and really should be treated as such by everyone. Um, so if you don't have the time, um, think about getting another animal that can be left, like a cat, but not a house cat, because a house cat needs has its own needs as well and can't access the outside. Mm -hmm. um, so it has to be 
you know, a normal, sorry, I was going to say normal cat. That's not fair. Um, house cats are normal. Yeah. Um, but the sort of more traditional cat that yeah. is allowed to, to roam about. And I understand people's reasons for not letting cats roam because of the, the, the astronomical cat deaths on the roads now with the busy roads. Um, but yeah, just think long and hard about how a, a dog particularly fits into your lifestyle and whether you can actually um, look after it, as look after him or her. Yeah, um, yeah I think um, talking about the cats actually, um, Cat visits are now big. Cat visits are growing as dog walk, as dog walking probably did, you know, maybe a decade ago, where you know where the dog walking industry really started booming. And now I've had a few people who I've worked with who do cat visits, which is great because mm -hmm. people have house cats and they're being responsible, responsible about caring for them and having someone go and visit them, which is that's what it's all about, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What I wanted to ask you as well is one of the things that I have um, sometimes with pet professionals who, who I've worked with or who I know on social media is they worry about putting themselves out there and um, particularly with publicity, particularly with approaching the media, they worry about you know, putting themselves out there looking like they're promoting themselves too much and being you know, maybe showing off or being pushy. Um, and my feeling is it's really important that you do put yourself out there because pet, pet owners, you know, pet parents need your need your help, they need your service, they need they need to know that they can have a cat visit or a dog walk. So, what would you say to anyone who's feeling a little bit reticent about promoting themselves? Oh, I'd say uh, go for it um, because you're a business like any other, yeah. and um, yeah, just. Um, look at um, how articles are written in the media first of all so you've got um, you know a strong intro um, with the hook of the story really so um, whatever you, you're wanting to promote um, but without being overly promotional so don't put um, the company name preferably in the, 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 the first line because they know it's coming from you but yeah. do put the link in there um, with the company name somewhere in so embed it like particularly if you're you, you're hooking it on some statistics that research you've done yourself or had commissioned. Um, so it could be something like um, uh, just as a, a poll um, carried out by um, uh, Maury, um, commissioned by um, or just a poll commissioned by, and then you can put asterisk poll by Maury. Yeah. Uh, 1,000 people or something like that. So um, survey results are a good way to make sure your company name is in the release um, and obviously if you've got products but yeah it's good to have a news anchor to oops, to, um, to the story um, yeah. as well um, and um, yeah so Go on. Sorry, we're just going over a <laughs> bit of a style with some, some people. Um, Hi. Hi. This is all part of what those journalists describe as the colour <laughs> And seeing the reality of doing a podcast while walking your dog. Um, so yeah, we were just talking about surveys and surveys, like when we were talking about mm -hmm. separation anxiety earlier, Things like, you know, a survey carried out by the Dogs Trust into the rise of separation anxiety 
if you're a local pet professional, you can actually use that to pitch to your local media and you can Absolutely. use those stats as your hook. Mm -hmm. um, and local, you know, we've both been local reporters, haven't we? Um, yeah. Have so much that you yeah, need to well, do. That's it, Rachel. You know as well as I do, really, because um, you run your own blog as well, and you've, you know, you've. I've noticed you've got some fantastic tips out there for um, uh, pet industry people um, who want to promote their products, and I think it's amazing what you're doing. I really do. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think journalists do. Journalists are looking for dogs. Just going content. for a drink. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think. I, I like chatting to journalists because I always think that people think journalists can be a bit scary. So if I chat to people um, on the podcast like yourself, um, they can see that they're not scary. <laughs> Absolutely, good, I'd like it? to think I'm not too scary. Yeah, we are normal people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Marie, tell me, um, if people wanted to approach you or they wanted to find out more about what you do, what's the best way for them to go about that? Um, they would go to, um, sorry, we'll just wait here okay. while some people get past, um, if that's okay. Um, so they should go to www.petsmag.co.uk and um, contact me via that. Um, or if you have a pen and paper now or your, your phone, it's editor at petsmag.co.uk to send me any releases. Mm -hmm. um, and I, as I said, I, I, I look at them, um, I, I look at each and every one of them and if they've got um, a good news story, um, we use it. If it's a product, um, we can um, look at reviewing it. Um, I can't, I, I'm sure people will appreciate. I don't have time to get back to to everyone, mm -hmm. so we will use it if, if you know if it's a really good if it's a good story, um, or contact you if um, we like the sound of your product, which we we generally do, yeah. and um, um, yeah, go from there. Fantastic. Okay, so and do you if you um, if people are looking for you on social media, where is the best place for them to? to go and find you? Um, well, just for ease to go through um, the website because it has the social media links on the website, Brilliant. but we do have an active um, Facebook page mm -hmm. and um, also Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well, Marie, it has been wonderful joining you. Um, wonderful having you join me on this walk. And gorgeous <laughs> it's been lovely. It's been well. a pleasure. Oh, no, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank and you, Rachel, for asking me. Oh, no, it's a pleasure, and I will look forward to, um, to hearing how um, people get on, and hopefully I'll have some, some helpful feedback from you that they have been doing, as you say, and sending you exactly what they want. So thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.